Hi, this is John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and this is the Midwest Monsters Podcast. <laughs> Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Benny, Hot Toddy. Good to be with you again, friends, as we record during this Corona Mania. So we ask you to please be patient. The audio quality is lacking. As you know, we are recording over Zoom, so we don't have our nice audio equipment, etc. And uh, yeah, so here we are. We've got a, a kind of a just a little roundtable discussion lined up for you this evening, and we want to talk about, uh, as it is now, as you will hear this podcast, it'll be sev- September 5th, I always said February, that's a new month, September <laughs> the 15th or beyond, and most of you, if you're like us, will be already decorating or making your preparations for our favorite holiday Halloween. And so we just want to talk about Halloween traditions and Halloween memories and and why this month or two months, take your pick, why this holiday so special to us, especially us here on the podcast, but in the horror community, it's a big deal. So um, let's start by just talking about some traditions. Um, I'll just throw out really quickly that, that my wife and I have already put out our Halloween decorations. We just did that yesterday. And so it was really nice. Um, people coming through the neighborhood, like people were on their bikes saying, Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. You know, and people were honking and waving and smiling and saying, Oh, we loved your decorations last year. And so I would encourage all of you. How is your mom and dad? What? I was straight vibing right there for a minute, Todd, and you (laughs) killed my vibe. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) Todd, don't kill my vibe. Um, So anyways, just I would encourage all of you to think about putting out your decorations a little early this year, give people something to smile about, something that is not the pandemic or politics, uh, because everybody has positive memories of Halloween, right? I mean, unless – my apologies to to some of the the very, very conservative religious, but, you know – um, I know some of my Jehovah's Witnesses. Are they, are they listening to this podcast? <laughs> yeah, they're on episode 170. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, you know, one of our good friends was raised Jehovah's Witness, and he did not get to celebrate Halloween, so that's kind of a bummer. But now he goes all out all year long. There's quite a few uh, old ladies who gave out shitty candy to me when I was a kid that <laughs> don't have fond memories of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you revisit their home later that evening? I certainly did. <laughs> and uh, I saw your pictures of your decorations, which look nice, but it begs the question, did you decide you're done mowing your lawn for the season? Or did right. you decide you really like extra work every time you mow? <laughs> when I 
I, I was like, I had a stack schedule, uh, you know, on Friday and, uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to get up and go hunting in the morning and then I'm going to mow the grass. And Carrie's like, you don't have to mow the grass. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to put out a bunch of decorations so I can take them down again in three days to mow the grass. No, we are, we're going to, I'm going to mow the grass and then we'll put the decorations up. Did you yeah. mow it like completely to the lowest level where it's just kicking dirt up <laughs> yeah. so you don't have to mow again? Yes. Ah, uh, old white dudes talking about mowing lawn. This is riveting podcast. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome to the Midwest Monsters Old Man Podcast. So, yeah, traditions. Throw throw some out. We'll we'll break it down a little bit more. Um, do you have any uh, traditions this time of year? I am about a week away from when I typically will start to decorate the exterior of the house. Uh, first move is putting some fall-like decor up around the cabinets like those artificial autumnal leaves stuff like that and then usually the last week or a couple weeks before october is when i'll start to put out the yard decorations and i've got the inflatables and lights on the porch and all that kind of thing i want to be the house that 10 years from now 15 years from now kids will say do you remember that house we always used to go to It'd always be decked out, and he always had good candy, and I always hand out candy in costume, too. So that's one of the many things. I go for something similar, except for it's, I want to be the house that they the, they could call the cops on. <laughs> that's my theme this year. And you do that 365 days a year. <laughs> I do. That's right. Yeah, All I've right. always been bigger on uh, in, internally decorating. I was raised in a house that never had much outside but we always like to go all out uh, especially in the movie watching area so have a extra heavy dose of of uh, moody lighting and spooky stuff up around where i'm watching movies now professor you know what i like to watch in october it's that john carpenter's halloween great movie and i really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's a that's a callback to Vinny stepping on our lines through uh, an episode years ago. Eleven minutes before the show was over, guys. <laughs> anyway, I used to. Uh, I used Why to do I kinda... podcast you, cunt? <laughs> I used to always start kind of decorating around my birthday, uh, which is the twenty fourth. But uh, this year, uh, I bought uh, some new stuff. So I, instead of just putting it away, I just started putting it up early. So. Um, and then, um, because I'm an adult, I uh, I don't take most of the decorations down anymore. Because if it's uh, really cool looking, it just stays up all year round, anyways. So. Get your money's worth. Yes, I uh, I more decorate extra for the outside, and then some extra stuff gets hung up. Um, but I just got a new place, and so I kind of want to go all out this year. So, uh, especially since I have a uh, apparently a racist neighbor, and um, so we're gonna turn it up, turn up the heat. I also think her and her boyfriend beat each other, so I'm trying to top that. So there's a lot to work with here. You well, don't talk maybe to that's just there. The week, do you? No. <laughs> um, one of my favorite traditions is November 1st going to all the stores and buying everything that's <laughs> 75 to 90% marked down. Has this been I your whole life? Because that sums you up. <laughs> I typically will take the day following Halloween off if it's a work day just so I can get up at 6 a.m. earlier than I get up to go to work <laughs> and go and hit the stores and buy all the clearance stuff I want. That's yep. funny you guys Guilty. say that because I can never get any of the decorations I want, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll just buy it for full price day one. 
<laughs> My new TV programming will be directed towards you. It's called Suckers. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so funny when we were getting the decorations out this year. Carrie was like, what are these two big bags full of stuff? I'm like, that was the clearance sale from last year. <laughs> it's like, oh, $40 for a styrofoam and wire zombie to hang on your tree? Nah, play, I got it for five. <laughs> I love that. I love that of the group, you're the Martha Stewart. You're like, why would you go spend that money when uh, you can get some leaves in the yard and collect them for a year? Now you got your own foliage. It's like uh, Carpenter's crew on Halloween using the same trash bag of leaves in every shot. That was uh, that was Robert's grandparents uh, on the set. <laughs> Ma and Pa Kettle. I think um, everybody uh, wanted to get that stuff out a lot earlier this year, just as uh, for some normalcy and distraction. Because I know I have, I for me, I cut the well. boxes out when it was still 90 degrees. Yeah, I have noticed that in the last two Two, probably since September 1st, I've noticed when I'm walking in the neighborhood, there are a lot of people who have outdoor decorations for Halloween out already, and that's not usually the case. And I think you're absolutely right. As a result of us having, of the pandemic and everybody being cooped up, it is something to do. It is a distraction. Yeah. Well, I, I knew that that was the case for me when I was at the store. And I was all pissed off. I was like, man, they don't got anything out here in this Halloween section. This is whack. And then I realized it wasn't Labor Day yet. And I needed to chill out. <laughs> um, yeah, because we went looking for a new blow-up. One of our blow-ups that we store. Not our favorite one. But one of our blow-ups that we store got ate up by mice. And uh, so we were like, all right, let's go get another one. And uh, a lot of the blow-ups are already bought up. Like, when you walk into Menards and they've got like that giant row of blowups above their customer service, yeah, there's like two left. And I'm like, huh. yeah, people are really going all out. They're like, so I need this. <laughs> I need this I big dragon. I can't believe you didn't duct tape the old one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't give me any ideas. He's got, he's got a point. He's got a point. Fair. It's very fair. So let's use that as a segue into what some of our favorite decorations are. Like what maybe decorations you remember as a kid, decorations you have now, decorations you want to get a hold of. And um, I'll start us out in that I'm a big collector of the vintage blow molds, uh, to be precise and to get real nerdy. Empire uh, makes the classic vintage blow molds. They don't really make them anymore, I don't think. Um, and so I, I used to do a lot of hunting in the uh, antique stores and Goodwill and everything, trying to find them. And uh, I've got a decent collection and those are all inside the house. Those are not outside the home. I don't want those getting stolen or ruined. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a big sucker for the classic plastic light up blow mold decorations. I, uh, I concur with that. Uh, I also like a lot of the, just the retro, like even the paper decorations. I'm kind of, yeah. Enough for those. And I recently, there's a, a few um, groups on Instagram, uh, like Vintage Halloween and Retro, and, and one guy actually puts stuff on there for sale all the time. It usually sells out within like two minutes. It's a little bit pricier than, I mean, not that I wouldn't be willing to pay it, but uh, it's already sold out before I can even think about it. But I, um, he recently shared that of uh, somebody that he follows, and they sell a lot of old stuff. Uh, I went to her page and they had a decoration that I remembered from uh, as I was, when I was a kid that uh, 
kind of molded, molded after uh, Lugosi's Dracula. It used to hang on our front door, and it used to scare me so bad I would not go past the door if it was open. Um, <laughs> and uh, some lady had a box of them for sale, so I actually just tracked that down and uh, and just recently got it. So I kind of wanted to do something cool with it. So um, I like that a lot of the uh, some of it's not as cool like some of the reprints, but at least some of the companies are trying to do some stuff with the the old look, which which I love. Yeah, I, I, um, go ahead. I am old school as shit in that my big, my favorite decoration is just the jack-o'-lantern. I love the whole carving of the jack-o'-lantern, the picking out of the pumpkin, like just having them lit up. The jack-o'-lantern to me is is my absolute favorite when it comes to Halloween decorating. Uh, there's only one standout from childhood that I remember, and me and my sister both loved it. It was... Uh, like uh, old school style skeleton that we hung on the door, like a paper design mm -hmm. where it had like the arms and legs that had the swivels on them. And mm -hmm. I can't remember. I feel like it maybe was also glow in the dark, but that's like, for some reason, that's the one that stands out. I mean, we didn't have a ton of decorations up other than jack-o'-lanterns, but I remember that one specifically. And I've we never seen a, it again. <clears throat> we had a green skull. It was just a paper decoration. And it was a skull that kind of had like these glowing dots and orbit in the orb orbital sockets. But dad would always get that out, hang that up on the front door every year. And the one side was blue from the sun bleaching it out, but the other side was the original full color green. And that's one as a kid I remember dad getting out every year for the front door. Professor, did that skeleton you guys had, did it actually have eyeballs? Uh, yes, I think so. Because I, I remember that classic one, lots of places yeah. having that. I think that's another one they just brought back out because I've, I've something – I feel like it's maybe smaller than it used to be, but uh, I did uh, track one of those down at, at Oh, you're just bigger. That's oh, another thing I notice when I look at things where I think, man, I remember that being a lot bigger, and then I realized that I was wee tiny when I remembered yeah. seeing them. I, uh, I think – Recently, for, for any listeners who have never checked them out, I'm sure many have, but Trick or Treat Studios has a lot of really neat stuff. And most of it is, well, I mean, all of it's fairly priced for what it is. Um, I haven't received it yet, but I've got one coming in the mail that's a replica jack-o'-lantern from the 78 Halloween uh, with a flickering light in it. And they do like the old school paper designs, but for movies that you wouldn't have been able to get back then, like American yeah. Werewolf in London, Halloween <laughs> 4. Uh, they've got Universal Monster ones, and pretty much everything on there is reasonably priced. It may not be cheap in the eyes of some, but it's not expensive by any means. I picked up that pumpkin uh, mold last year, and it has stayed out ever since. So, and nice. it, uh, I, I complain about the the whatever the flat batteries, but it takes one, and every time I replace it, it's it's good for because I, I don't turn it off. So it, it seems to always last at least like six months. Before oh, yeah. it completely goes. That's pretty good if it stays on all the time. Um, man, when you talk about those vintage ones, everything had like an orange and black kind of hue to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, whether it was a witch or a pumpkin or a <clears throat> skeleton, you know, they just kind of had like just those colors. And that's always something that stands out. That was before green and purple got co-opted and became Halloween colors as well. Yeah. Back, when, back in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s, Halloween was orange and black. That's what Halloween colors were. 
It's before everybody was emo. <laughs> <laughs> before Tim Burton. <laughs> so, I can't uh, remember the, the old school uh, famous brand name right now. I know Creepy Company it, license. It's like Bastille. I never, I never know if I'm saying it right. Yeah, it's something like that. Is it Bastille? Is that a, or is that a, way to get there. Is that like a band? I can't, I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> Bastille Day is a big day. Yeah, storming France, the Bastille. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, uh, Rush has a song called Bastille Day. Maybe it's like, be, <laughs> be still. Be still, my heart. So, uh, Vinny, I do have to ask, because I feel like I always fuck up my pumpkins. So, when, when is that? I either get it too, like, I feel like they're always rotten by the time it's Halloween. I do mine the week of Halloween. Yep, All right. You gotta wait. If you don't, if you don't do it the week of Halloween, they're gonna be rotten before. But then I feel like if I buy the pumpkin and it sets, you know, I buy it early, two carve a week early, it also rots. Oh, I never, I never have a problem with the pumpkin. Don't buy them from Walmart. The only rotten pumpkins I've ever gotten in my life, once I opened them up, were from Walmart. And not only that, to me, and I've and I've bought my kids pumpkins from Walmart before. But if you can get it someplace else, especially if you're taking a kid or something with you, make an event out of picking out that pumpkin. That was, yeah. not, I mean, when I was a kid, that was something that I couldn't wait to go wherever we were, it is we were going to go and pick out the pumpkin, or there was also nothing better than Dad walking in the door with pumpkins in his hands that he had stopped and picked up for us. Yeah. We never, we never got taken out like that, but uh, I remember just like the local grocery stores because they always had this weird uh, – it seemed like they used the same stuff every year, but it didn't matter. They had like um, – like the same kind of like decoration and they'd put it over like a certain counter and it'd have all this good candy and pumpkins. And uh, so I just remember like, like even, I feel like even back in the day, especially even the stores really got into decorating for Halloween and. Oh yeah. And it was, it was exciting as well as a kid, even though I wasn't allowed to carve the pumpkin because there was no safe pub pumpkin knife. Dad used <laughs> a big Michael Myers knife to carve out the pumpkin. But, you know, we got to draw on the paper what we wanted. Now, of course, it was nothing like these stenciled pumpkins. Now it was your basic shapes. But couldn't, I couldn't even carve it myself, but just the excitement of sitting there and watching it be done and digging around inside of it. Man. And, and I, I watched a documentary recently. I can't remember what it was called. But they were talking about how um, in recent years, Halloween traditions and old school trick-or-treating has started to die off. Which I, I, I feel like there's a bit of a resurgence myself. But they were talking about how Halloween became really popular after World War II ended with the soldiers coming home and then the baby boom that followed. Halloween was enormously celebrated, which I believe all of us in this group, parents would have come from that roughly that baby boom era. So we really were raised by people who had a almost a definitive era of Halloween to Good for point. them to, to re relay to their kids when they raise them as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talking about the pumpkins, another tradition we do is, is with my, my students at the university. Um, I get them pumpkins every year to carve. And it's funny because they're like, at first they're like, are we really carving pumpkins? <laughs> But then when we get into it, they're like, oh, my God, I haven't done this in 10 years. I haven't done this in so long. And they're like, oh, God, I forgot how gross the guts are, you know. And 
and then they sit there and they're like, I don't know what to carve. I don't know if I'm gonna be scary, you know. And but they, you know, it 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 takes five minutes for them to get over being too cool to really get brings it brings the kid right out of you. Yep, and so it's fun. I love doing it with them every year. And honestly, until I started working at the university and doing this with them, like I, I couldn't tell you the last time I carved a pumpkin. You know, like I just don't know when. And uh, it's funny too, because like when I first started carving them, like we had the little like carving tools that you buy at like the store. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's dumb. I'm not using that. But then I got to using them, and those are so much better than a kitchen knife. Oh yeah. Uh, and like, way less chance of you losing your thumb. Yes, yes. Especially <laughs> as a man who almost just lost his fingertip, I, uh, I I appreciate that. So there is something magical about the jack o' lantern. When uh, absolutely, when Hastings was still open, and uh, and a lot of my coworkers were uh, a lot younger. But I remember uh, it's funny because we would get together as a group to carve pumpkins and watch like a, a scary movie or something, and. Just, uh, I would look over and be like, why are you cutting your hole in the bottom? Like, it would <laughs> just weird me out. And I'm like, I guess, because uh, they, like, I'm sitting here car- carving the top and gutting it. And they just had, like, little simple means. And I was like, I guess their way makes sense. But that's not <laughs> how you carve a pumpkin. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, one last thing. I just want to say other decorations. So, um, outside, we... Uh, I, I like the little foam tombstones, headstones. I think those are fun. And um, but uh, I think we got to talk about the blow-ups. Like, so we talked about blow molds. Blow-ups have replaced blow molds. So I think. It's and I've got two of them. I love blow molds. That's. I think that's why blow molds aren't getting made anymore. Is because the blow-ups are so easy to make. And I I poo-pooed them for years because I just never thought I saw many that were that cool. But man, we bought this twelve-footer last year. I call her La Yorona because it's a big white screaming lady a big ghost lady. And I'm like, Oh man, that's just like the legend of law. Yorona, not the shitty movie. And, um, and we, man, people drive by, like people have posted on my neighborhood Facebook page, like for, and said, whoever has that cool giant blow up over on the road. Thank you. We, we, my kids make me drive by every time we're in that part of the neighborhood. And, uh, so it is. It has ignited me to be cool with blowups, but they make some cool blowups. Oh yeah! Are you gonna buy a an angry Karen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. When I said a big white lady, I meant white isn't a ghostly appearance. <laughs> not, uh, <laughs> not not Karen outside the salon. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Vinny, what are your blowups that you got? Uh, well, I, no surprise. I've got pumpkins. they're jack-o'-lanterns it's like uh i think eight feet wide and about three feet tall and it's a row of various size jack-o'-lanterns and then this past year on clearance i went and bought basically the same gimmick except it's all a row of tombstones so that that one will go out for the first time this year i try to add one thing every year when i put out when i put out decorations mostly now like i said before i just my neighborhood is still very old school when it comes to Halloween. We get droves of trick-or-treaters. And I have neighbors who go all out for the kids. Neighbor across the street last year had a big uh, tent awning with various things for the kids to pick, treats. And one of them was dressed in like a mascot-style Scooby-Doo costume so that the little kids photo op with them and stuff like that. Um, so I like, I don't know, I just like to make it an event for these kids when 
when they go trick-or-treating. Do, uh, does your other neighbor give out VCRs? <laughs> <laughs> no. You, you, now that I think about it, Vinny, I think you and I have two of the most popular, like, middle-class trick-or-treating neighborhoods in town. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're in king size candy bar territory, but <laughs> we, we don't we don't do that here. So uh, lateral. Did you guys, lateral. when you were when you guys were kids? Did you guys used to go out trick or treating, or did you hand out candy? No, we went trick. And this kind of Grizz, I don't want to step on anything. If if you're leading to it about uh, where our roots of liking this holiday come from. The other I time for a new off. transition. Roll with it. I will hold off. The, okay. So do we, we want to hit that then? Kind of where our love for it comes from? Sure. Okay. In my I mean, Todd case, just tried to transition into like trick-or-treating costumes as kids, but step on him. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it all ties together. It all ties together. Uh, I guess I'll just stick with Todd's. Yes, I did go trick-or-treating as a kid. We were uh, young enough to be cut loose in the neighborhood with, a group of kids and like the oldest one being 12 or 13 was the ringleader who was in charge of the seven other kids that were going out with them. And, uh, when I was a kid, trick or treating was done when it was dark outside. I was going to ask if, uh, cause I was like, is that just me? Cause I remember, uh, we would, uh, by the time we were done, we'd get home maybe in enough time to get home to watch like Roseanne's Halloween special or, um, I think toward the end of my trick or treating, the Simpsons was starting to do the treehouse. Yeah, it, it was it was dark outside when I, I all of my memories of trick or treating, except for you know very when you're first starting out on the road. But all of my memories are of it being dark outside. And then now, hell, trick or treating starts at five p.m. in a lot of towns. Five p.m. on November first. And it doesn't <laughs> set well with me. Yeah, uh, I lived in the middle of the country, so I got took to trick-or-treat elsewhere um we did not hand out candy because there was no one walking around in the country and if they yeah. if there were back then it was like uh the hitchhiker from chainsaw so <laughs> so i actually just moved back into right next door to where i grew up so we never had trick-or-treaters there like i think my mom would always get a bowl of candy just in case and there'd be a few people that would go by but I always went out and trick-or-treated um we'd go to I think now it's probably actually where all the drug dealers live, but Oak Park was the, the yeah. prestigious neighborhood. And um, so I would always just add friends that lived out there and it was all these houses you could go to and we would just run wild. But uh, it's funny because at some point it transitioned from where I always loved trick or treating to not giving a shit. And then now it's like, I always kind of feel it's important to go pass out candy. So professor yeah, was so there trick or treating in your neighborhood? Uh, when I was really young, there was a decent amount of uh, trick-or-treating up and down the block there. But as home ownership left a lot of those places and turned into renters and people who uh, weren't the type to be handing out candy, uh, it did slow down <laughs> in my neighborhood. But as I got older, my mom would drive us around to different relatives and friends of the family. And we'd start at their spot and then we'd go throughout their neighborhood. We'd never dwell too long anywhere, but that way... I got to get a decent amount of candy without walking up and down a long strip of street that didn't have a bunch of people participating. And that way I got the thrill of people I knew getting to see the outfit that I'd been excited about for weeks that way. So it worked out kind of well. I guess that was going to be my question for you guys is, were you a homemade or store-bought costume house? 
Uh, I feel like we were a mix. Uh, yeah, I was close. I, I'm going to be honest. Man, I wish I would have had some of them because now I'd, I'd kill for some of those, the boxed um, with the mask and the plastic costume, which why no one has thought to do one this year where it's a face mask that matches the costume. But uh, Smock. I remember there's a few of those. That, um, I don't think I ever was Alf, but for some reason the Alf one stands out. Ah! <laughs> oh, I was. I was definitely Alf one year. Were you Alf? Yes! Um, yes! And, and was it the plastic you can't breathe or see out yeah. of it with the plastic <laughs> your crotch is going to tear yep. out of it in the first 10 minutes costume? Yep. Yep. Ah. Uh, but um, at, at some point I transitioned to where I actually tried to um, – I think the third grade I did Freddy at school. Uh, nice. And um, I think I just did that one with makeup, but a few years later they actually sold the kit. And I remember – I have a picture somewhere that I have to find – it did not go well, and it just looked like shit, but I, I still went with it. Um, but, yeah, at, at some point, I always tried to make my own costumes, whether they went well or not. As a kid, it was always store-bought, but now, in the in the most recent history, I'm, I'm big on making my own. Save a couple just, bucks. I went back and forth on that. It depended on what I wanted to be. So I remember one year I went as a werewolf, and the stuff in the store, like actual full costumes, were lame for that but i could find like a decent mask or gloves but i mean i'd get like and i'd obviously try and go back to some of the older movies so i'd I'd, you know be dressed up like the wolfman from universal um but then there were other years where i remember getting stuff to be jason um so it kind of went back and forth i was a mixed mixed bag has everybody here been freddie or jason neither i was never freddie I was Jason one year. Jason's pretty easy. I've been Jason a handful of times. As a kid, my dad dabbled in makeup and uh, latex appliances as a hobby. And black um, magic. <laughs> and my, my grandmother was really good with a sewing machine. So a lot of times my costumes were facilitated by one of those two people. Uh, if I had an idea, that's what I wanted, and that's what I ended up getting to be. There were a couple times where I had a store-bought costume, especially really little, those plastic bullshit ones that didn't last past the week after Halloween, if you were lucky enough to get out of Halloween night with it still in one piece. But that was always a big part of the holiday for me, too, was cooking up what I was going to be that year and how to pull it off. Like That was a huge part of the excitement. Yeah, you, I mean, it was pretty big, too, that you got to dress up. I remember we had Halloween parades at school. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Elementary school, yeah. So, yeah. yeah I think now whole, I, that's I why we're say, all screwed school, up now. The school I used to go to has book character day now, and I was like, I would still go as Satan and carry the Bible or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, in fifth grade, so K through fourth, we could be whatever we wanted, but in fifth grade, that was part of, like, one of your book reports is you had – you had to do a book report on a historical character and dresses them. And so I, of course, was Hitler, Daniel Boone. <laughs> Coonskin. Coonskin cap and uh, and a toy rifle from the Cracker Barrel. Can we, uh, can we get a picture of this no... to put up on social media? <laughs> <laughs> then there would be no way you would be allowed to do it at school now, by the way. No, Carrying man. a toy gun in. That's back when you. That's back when the toy guns didn't even have orange tips on. Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they looked realistic, and 
you could have some uh, some candy cigarettes along with it. <laughs> <laughs> I went I had to Max, Max Headroom had one year for Halloween. It was one of my favorite costumes. And the mask was store-bought. And it was like a vacuum-form mask. But the rest of it was made by – it was my idea. My dad put it together of a cardboard box with milk caps for dials that he painted the uh, aluminum foil inside to reflect the light and a curtain that hung all the way down to the to the floor. Oh, that was one of my most creative times I ever got in my life with a, with a costume. Yeah. So what were some of your favorite childhood costumes since we're on that topic? Uh, I definitely know what my favorite one was and I was most proud of uh, was the Joker. It was the year that Batman came out and – my dad did the makeup for me, even spray painted the hair green and the makeup was good. Like I've got a picture of it that I've put up on Facebook before, but I was very, very, very proud of that one. Is that why you always go as Heath Ledger Joker to all the conventions? Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, professor remind me and in, 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 I might be having some Mandela effect here, but did, did we also determine that you came to that Joker Batman costume contest at the video store as a kid uh, yeah no i think i did it's there were, i remember having this conversation with you so there was a, a little store called mr video in our hometown and they had a batman costume contest and a couple people came as joker and i remember that we were just there my dad and i to rent videos and then we got to stay and hang out because i thought it was really cool that these other kids were coming dressed as batman and the joker and i remember one kid being a real dickhead in his Joker costume. <laughs> and it was our friend Joe Zemer. It wasn't Wilson. And he and he was being a dickhead because he had a squirting flower and he kept squirting other people in the face. <laughs> and he ended up, or was he a poser? <laughs> he ended up winning. And and I remember it was even even more unfathomable that he was already so rich at that age that he already had Batman on VHS and he got to pick out <laughs> instead he got a copy of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And still a solid choice. Eventually it came out. Wilson was like, you know, my dad reminded me that he took me to a thing at a video store contest. And I was like, how crazy that the three of us who didn't go to school together would later on go on to become really solid best friends. And we were all in the same place at the same time. Good times. Crazy. Yeah, man. I was so damn proud of that. Get up though. Yeah. Uh, favorite for me. Um, I remember too, always a wolf man. I always had a werewolf mask. I had, I had the same werewolf mask for many years. So I think I'd wear it every other year, but, uh, one that makes me that, laugh. That was your parents talking you into it. So they didn't have to buy a new one. You know, Robert, you should do a wolf man again. Yeah. That's probably why. Yeah. That, that conditioning led to me having a wolf man <laughs> tattoo now. <laughs> um, the other though, is I remember going as my pet monster. With the with the standard <laughs> yes. store bought costume, and my favorite thing about it in the memory is that I had the the you say vacuum form is that what you call it? Yeah, had the vacuum mm -hmm. form mask, but the plastic smock costume didn't even look like my pet monster's body. It just had a picture of my pet. Oh monster yeah, on it. that was that was the that was the great slash shittiest thing about those costumes. The bodies looked nothing like their clothing. It just had a picture of who you were supposed to be on the front, <laughs> like some. Shitty Halloween Care Bear. <laughs> yeah. I saw a meme going around at some point that said, if you grew up with our generation, quit bitching about wearing a mask. 
<laughs> the yeah, the that, picture of kids in the Halloween outfits. Do you remember how wet and gross the inside of those would be for the mm. condensation of your breath? Oh, yeah. Wet and, ass and, and being Midwest monsters, I think we can all agree the worst part about Halloween in Indiana is having to wear a winter coat oh, over yeah. the costume that you wanted so bad all year long when back, it's unseasonably frigid on October 31st every now and again. Back then. Now... It's still like <laughs> 85 or 90 on October 31st. I would say I only wore a coat if the character did, uh, but I usually had a cape, so it kind of worked. Um, you were a pimp every year, though. I was. <laughs> uh, my mom actually got kicked out of the moose because um, her and my aunt dressed up as a pimp and a hoe, and uh, apparently a black pimp and a hoe, and uh, after they got kicked out, my mom was like, so you are racist. <laughs> Wait, they kick her out for doing blackface and they're racist? This is when blackface was acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're going to get us canceled. Okay, who else Disclaimer. had a favorite costume? Peter O'Toole was Othello. I just shared that memory and it blew my mind. I was like, whew. Um, that's, not a, that's not coming out in Criterion on Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, okay, change. anyways, uh, favorite costume. Change. I think Freddy, I remember not coming out very well, but I was just so happy to have had I got the sweater, and I remember my dad bought the the bad glove, like the plastic. Um, well, my brother had it, yeah. I, I, I was so excited for that thing that uh, probably the two coolest things I remember back in the day that I got was a pair of Garfield slippers and a Freddy glove, both from Spencer's. And I think I even slept with the Freddy glove the first few nights. Um, I just remember that. Uh, that one stands out a lot. I was, I was a vampire or Dracula quite a few times. And actually, ironically, a, a clown a few times, which is probably the scariest thing I've been. Um, I don't know. I think I, I kind of, as I got older, is when the costumes got cooler for me. But how about Spencer's when you were a kid when Halloween rolled around? Oh yeah, Just they like had a wall of masks, uh, and and they were like the good thick latex. Yeah, man. Like not not Kmart real thin latex with the rug of shag hair on it like <laughs> spencer masks were amazing like that was the closest thing to like in my kid my head as a kid is like hollywood quality masks oh, yeah. when i would walk into spencer it was oh that place was candy land when i was a kid I, I will say what kills me now is all the stuff that i would try to make at home like like slime and all these costumes and stuff like you look out now and like there's I, we just went to spirit and they actually had kids costumes of chucky and and sam from trick-or-treat and i'm like they didn't have that shit when we were little we had to figure out how to yeah. make it there wasn't really much in the way that i remember of licensed horror stuff well i mean obviously that changed with freddie yeah. a lot of shit was made for that but i don't remember there i don't remember a lot of michael myers masks as a kid yeah. or anything like that well even you didn't see the bad ones because uh i think i was a teenager before i was ever michael myers and it's because uh, the mask was a little bit more pricier. And I was never really big into wearing masks unless, like, the person did. So um, I passed candy out that time, actually, and no one would come up to me because I just sat there with the music playing and, <laughs> and handed out candy quietly. And then my friend was a cow, so she would have to give out most of the candy because people wouldn't come up on the porch. <laughs> what about how 98% of people going as Jason were wearing the horrible dollar hockey mask from the drugstore. <laughs> oh, the glow-in-the-dark oh, yeah. one that had the yeah. three uh, 
the three slits over the mouth that was round. That's, I well, know hell, that that's part about. of the reason I, I was that was because my parents weren't going to buy some expensive-ass Halloween outfit. And on top of that, usually the Michael Myers or the Freddies look stupid. But you could get by with a Jason mask and yep. at least get some enjoyment out of it without spending an arm and a leg. My wife came from a house where it was like, go in and dig through the old clothes and make a costume. There's a lot of going as hobos every year, and you know what I mean. Like they, yeah. it, it was a, they sure they celebrated it, but the the focus on costume was absolutely not there. Like it, what my dad had Dick Smith's "Do It Yourself" monster makeup book. That's awesome. And we we would also get to pick out a makeup out of it if we wanted to that dad would do on us and stuff. So, and my and I think that's the other big. My dad was huge into Halloween as well. Huge. So that really played into how it was celebrated at my house and why it's translated to what it is for me. My, my dad was huge into Halloween, and it's weird because my mom does not like horror movies. My mom Mine is crazy. My mom is crazy over Halloween too, like she, candy and and all the fun stuff. But uh, my dad always like uh, looking back at pictures. Like he always like went. I don't even know if they're Halloween. To be honest, like it could have just been a random day, and he decided. Uh, Dress up as a, a big ass baby, uh, big baby looking thing. But uh, I remember uh, when I was a kid, because uh, my dad always strived to win the costume contests at the bars. My dad would do the same thing. I might have been six, seven. I remember my sister helping him out on it, but he got a bunch of old sheets, and it was so hardcore, uh, old school mummy, that he went to the bathroom before my sister helped him uh, get all ready. And he couldn't go until it was time to rip that thing off because um, it, it was like full, full done uh, mommy. So I remember that as, as a kid, definitely. So my dad used to do that. He had, my dad had a very elaborate Wolfman costume. He had a friend who, uh, I don't know if he's a dentist or who makes dentures, but he made dad a pair of dentures that would go over his actual teeth, of werewolf teeth. So they look like real teeth and he had a very universal style. And he used to go out to bars to try to win the costume contest. And he finally stopped doing it after a few years because he said he was tired because they, they wouldn't announce who the winner was until like one in the morning to keep everybody there and drinking. And he was sick and tired of going to all the trouble to lose to a guy who was dressed as a joint at the end of the night. <laughs> That's <laughs> who, usually, who usually ended up being somebody who was a regular at the bar. <laughs> that that might have been my dad, Benny. <laughs> it was a mummy. It wasn't a joint. Me and Todd were at a party one year, one of the booze parties. And I know what you're getting at. I our, friend, there, I know. our friend Jerry spent hours making a Bender costume from Futurama. <laughs> uh -huh. It was badass. <laughs> yeah, it was phenomenal. Actually, I have a picture with him in that costume. And then this guy shows up who kind of has a reputation for being a little bit of a douchebag in town. And he's a tampon, a bloody tampon <laughs> that maybe took him. No, maybe you took him, a bloody tampon. Maybe took him an hour tops to put together. <laughs> and the crowd almost like burned the place down. Ugh. Sponsored by the same idiots that ran the statue contest at the skate every goddamn time. <laughs> I'd be uh... standing on nothing but my index fingertips, <laughs> lifting my body up, and they drive by and throw it at some other idiot. <laughs> Didn't uh didn't that tampon also sing the wind beneath my wings? Probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, one last thing before we move on from childhood costumes to adult. Uh, two, one one funny memory is that um, 
my dad's best friend owned a trailer <laughs> owned a trailer court and we uh, would trick or treat through there and we were like five and uh, me and and his grand my dad's best friend's grandson we show up to this door and this lady answers the door dressed as a witch and does this witch cackle and we just started bawling crying <laughs> terrified <laughs> so that's a fun one uh Two, the only time I ever saw my dad in a costume, we went, one of his friends was having a party. We went to that. And what my dad did was he borrowed my werewolf mask and my 50 cent hockey mask and wore the hockey mask over the werewolf mask <laughs> and had an aluminum child size bat with him. Uh, so <laughs> can, you, can you elaborate as to what that was supposed to be? Was he uh, Casey Jones? The 70s crop. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was a uh, madman. <laughs> uh yeah and then my, my one of my <laughs> one year i went i was just wearing one of my dad's oversized t-shirts and a cool minotaur vacuum form mask that i just had to have at the grocery store for like two dollars it was a minotaur <laughs> and i just carried a double-sided you know one one dollar battle axe <laughs> oh yeah i know the one you're talking about <laughs> i i I, was gonna, I remember too all the all the store like the grocery stores had costumes. Yeah, like uh, the drug stores, the the grocery store, like anywhere you went at Halloween time had a costume. I remember the probably the most hastily thrown together costume I ever wore as a kid. I had uh, a pair of camouflage pants, a camouflage T-shirt, and I believe a camouflage trucker style hat, and a vacuum form skull mask that I had worn as the Grim Reaper the year before for Halloween and a candy apple red pistol that was a dark gun and that was my costume that year for whatever reason <laughs> I did I think I had another one didn't want to wear it again and opted for that terrible shitty costume that people probably thought that poor kid his parents can't <laughs> afford can't afford to give him a costume uh, professor from the music world, it kind of sounds like Vinny was going as uh, Sergeant D from Stormtroopers of Death. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking that costume you described with the big shirt and the dollar axe. I want to get arrested in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you guys ever remember having some that, um, I don't know if I got it for Halloween. I, I, I remember it vividly, but I had a Skeletor, but I would wear, there's pictures of me at Christmas time wearing that stuff, so... I don't know if I just wore it all the time, or maybe I got it for Christmas. But were you just Michael Myers from Rob Zombie's Halloween? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> or or Tyler from the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. <laughs> Dennis is this. Dennis this. Um. So I want to transition to adult costumes, and uh, not the ones that Todd wears on Hor the horny nurse. <laughs> yes. Um. Shit, I had something funny. Oh, I was going to say one last thing about you wearing camo. There got to a point when we were all like teenagers where we were just getting too old to be trick-or-treating that right before then, all of our costumes always were camo because like camo was like dark and scary for whatever you wanted to add to it. <laughs> that must well, that you could, hide, you could hide after you would just soak somebody's windows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so favorite adult costumes. Uh. One fun one that I'll jump off with from recent years, uh, Carrie and I went as Elvira and the Coors Light Beer Wolf uh, a few years back, and that was a lot of fun. 
<laughs> I, I think for me, the one that was, that was, it was awkward at first. And then after you get a few drinks in you, you didn't care. But uh, Jesse had talked me into doing Ursula. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But man, I would go to the bar and I win all the, the costume contests. And uh, the worst was uh, I, I definitely did not feel comfortable to go to the bathroom because there was, there was tentacles and everything. And I was like, not trying to go in there and piss. Um, so I, I flew home and had to, I couldn't even make it into the house. I had to piss on the side of the house. If you would have drove by, you would have saw <laughs> Ursula with her skirt hiked up. <laughs> Hold up the tentacles so they didn't get pissed on. <laughs> you could drop your hands at tentacles. <laughs> yes. Um, I have not done a lot of costumes as an adult. I one that stands out wah, as freshman wah. year of college for me, <laughs> where we had quite the uh, different outfits for the four of us, Abner, uh, and I went as a just a simply a slut, and it was fun <laughs> to get real drunk in it. And it was great because that year I was also Leatherface, and so I just kept chasing Wilson around with my chainsaw. Yeah. And then what What were the other two outfits? And then we slept with each other. What? Uh, no. I, mean, uh, <laughs> um, I thought we fun? agreed. Was that, a, was that foreplay? <laughs> uh, Eric was a priest, and Jackson was a caveman. I mean, it was a very Animal House-looking photo. Yes. <laughs> Pictures were quite so there entertaining. Was, there was zero theme. No. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, let's find things to get drunk in. I had fake breasts and a wig, low-cut shirt. It was ridiculous. Um, Did uh, Eddie Murphy happen to pick you up while you were out trick-or-treating? <laughs> Three in the he was just looking for a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> People don't forget. That jogs another memory of mine when we talk about traditions. I've tried uh, I've tried to host a Halloween party in some form or capacity for at least the last 10 years. Nine, 10 years. So, yeah, it's been a big tradition for us, too. But, yeah, that was, that was a big blowout. That was a great college Halloween party. It was the best Halloween party I was ever at in college. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> I went one year. We hadn't planned on going out. Uh, but somehow we were free, and I think one of the local bar- – it wasn't actually Halloween night, but it was whatever night the bars were having the costumes. And uh, I threw together some clothes that I had as well as a piece of a uh, latex nose that I had left over from another project and put a little dot on my face and went as Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> so picture's great. It was basically me walking around all night making a face. <laughs> And uh, people got it. I'd walk straight in the door, and people would yell, Robert De Niro, across the room. <laughs> and for as little effort as it took, that was one of the best costumes I'd ever done. I might, uh, Professor, I might have to, well, I don't have to send it to you. I might post one of those on uh, Facebook for the oh, listeners yeah. after this airs so they Definitely can should. see that costume. Yeah. In October, we should post some of our costumes. Those are always the best that are received well and aren't miserable to wear. <laughs> yes. yes. Amen. Yes. Uh, Vinny, do the do the little bit, <laughs> little bit, little bit you do, little bit you do. <laughs> uh, I think I think one of the ones that uh, probably of the ones that stand out as an adult that I did because uh, I definitely always try to make them is I did uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller, so Zombie Michael Jackson, <laughs> but it was before he died, like the year before he died. Um, I even got like zombie contact lenses 
Um, and I was fat, so it looked like I was dead and bloated. Uh, so it's an extra touch. Um, I'm not sure what we, I wore that wig all the time. Cause if you turned it sideways, you were Peppa from salt and Peppa. Um, that Jerry curl wig that, uh, is in a lot of photos and I don't know what happened with it, but I loved it. Was that your Frankenfurter wig as well? Uh, no, that was, uh, I think that might've been an actual drag wig or something. Cause it looks like. Did it have a carry. mullet on it? Cause if so, I'm going to have to build a porta potty around you this year. <laughs> It was very, I very mullety, um, but I can't wear contact lenses. So I wish we would have videotaped my friend trying to get me, she was, took an hour trying to get them put in my eye, yelling at me and screaming because uh, I couldn't keep my eye open. But uh, I'd say <laughs> Michael Jackson's thriller was like a standout. And um, I think the very next year or the year before that I did carry and I wish I would have rethought it uh, because it was such a um, – I made such a mess making the costume because I just didn't think it out very well. I should have used paint instead of yes. fake blood. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that one was good times. I, I went as Frodo Baggins one year as well and went barefoot <laughs> the entire night. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen photos of that. I, I don't know uh, if any I, exist. I dressed up as John McClane and w- walked over glass the whole party. <laughs> I dressed as Shirley McClane. Here's the thing. If you go as Frodo Baggins, you have to get blasted drunk. <laughs> Potatoes. I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I went as a pretty good Captain Spaulding one year. Professor. Oh, Gaines. yes. I have yeah. seen pictures of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Now that you said that, that's reminded me of your favorite costume, Mr. Abner, and that was the year you were the Obamacare werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say, it, say it correctly. Sorry. Obama, Obamacare werewolf, where, where you're a werewolf that had camo, a mullet, and a sign around your neck that said, Obamacare turned me into a werewolf. That has to be posted on the Facebook page after this air. So for you listeners at home, it was a very, it was a very charged political year, and people were yeah, I was going to say, let's clarify. Yeah, was it not this year? People were uh, accusing the Affordable Care Act of all sorts of craziness. And so I thought, you know what? Let's play into this. Let's make fun of it. And so, yeah, <laughs> Obamacare made me a werewolf. <laughs> so, that I could, I so that I could troll people. How did I forget that until just now? <laughs> it's just like uh, different ver- reasons to be a werewolf. Um, kind of like a friend of the show, Matt, who lives in Philadelphia now. He just wears the Top Gun outfit every year, and occasionally we'll try and put a twist on it that he's something else, and we all just give him a hard time. <laughs> he did recently invest in a Ghostbuster jumpsuit. Same idea, just a jumpsuit. Yeah, he probably put a fucking patch on it. It's probably the same one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I did a... I think it was like a year I was real sick. I always know if I'm getting sick for Halloween because it's just... Uh, where it's, I still, I still do it because I'm me and I don't care that I'm almost dying. But uh, I did Beetlejuice and uh, the club I used to go to all the time. Uh, which, if you didn't spend four thousand on your costume, you definitely don't get on their stage because they went all out for Halloween. But I remember I was Beetlejuice and I remember being drunk and I remember hitting on a straight Michael Keaton Batman the whole night. I kept trying to get <laughs> him to take his mask off because I wanted to see what was underneath. Uh, so good times, good times. 
Vinny, did you want to segue into what you tried to segue into earlier about where the love of Halloween came yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. Like naturally. So I've touched on it a little bit myself, but where, for you guys, where did the love come from for the holiday? It has to come from somewhere. Like for me, Halloween, I was more excited for it as a kid than I was for Christmas. And as an adult, I am more excited for Halloween than I am for Christmas for different reasons now. But mine was because my dad was somebody who was huge in the Halloween and he would put out dummies on the front porch and he would, you know, like I said, bring home the pumpkins and he had the makeup book. And so it was very much encouraged at our house. And I remember mom and dad having Halloween parties. I remember having a Halloween party or two for classmates as kids, uh, And every year when this time of year rolls around for me, like you can feel it in the air. You can feel it in the, in the texture of the grass when it's coming. And it just gives me a feeling that no other time of the year gives me. Um, I like to transition into the autumn feel before I really get into the Halloween side of it. Like I enjoy the, the orchards and the, you know, just all the, the sites and going places where leaves are changing and, and all that kind of thing. I like to get into that, too, before that. But when it comes to Halloween, and the older I get, I love the mischief of Halloween. I like the green-faced witch, American Halloween. And I worked at a haunted house for years, and you always see these people who, they'll be like, our neighbors were complaining that we had Halloween decorations up. And it's like, well, yeah, because it's like, cannibal holocaust bodies on bikes (laughs) in the middle of your residential neighborhood and i enjoy that stuff but there's a place for it and it's at haunts and it's not in your front yard to me that's the mischief that that's the the american halloween i love the green-faced witch i love the skeletons i love all that kind of thing about it and as i get older i'm more and more into that end of halloween which is really why i decorate because it is it is for the kids, and I try to give that back because too much in today's society with movies and subject matter, adults are hijacking everything from kids, and that's not for kids. Like wrestling, adults have hijacked it away from kids. You watch WWE, there aren't kids in the audience anymore. It's a bunch of dudes in their late teens to early 40s. That, that's I very very true because even like uh even the kids movies which it was stuff we grew up on but we you know they announced they're making a new turtle movie like every person in their 40s is why and they bitch and they go see the movie and complain and it, this was good if you like it but it's really for the kids yep you ruined my childhood retroactively <laughs> I believe so. the children are the future. <laughs> Teaching women. Let them leave the but, uh, That was another Which favorite. Is, uh, is, uh, a few years ago, I did do Randy Watson. Uh, oh, you crushed it. <laughs> you and, he, yeah. and, and for those listening at home, he didn't do blackface. <laughs> <laughs> That's my better. To me, you got to look like you're playing. Better but I, uh, okay. I did not. I will say dressing up as uh, Randy Watson, I realized probably influences for Eddie Murphy for that character. Because people that didn't know who I was, which a lot of people did, so I was I was happy about that. But uh, I was called Captain Hook, <laughs> Prince, <laughs> and Rick James, and I'm like, you know what? That's probably the basis for that character. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, Where's the love uh, come from? 
for for me the love of halloween came from i started seeing universal monster movies around age four went to la with my dad at age five the spring before i started kindergarten and so by the time i hit school i loved old monster movies and quickly realized at school that other kids didn't care or know about it uh, except for a small percentage that i would meet along the way but most of the time it was newer stuff but I, I quickly realized that at Halloween, everybody did. And so I really looked forward to it because I had people to talk about some of that spookier stuff with at a very young age. And then as I, I got older, it was more just about uh, building upon that, celebrating, you know, scary stuff and the season of, of playfulness. And uh, as an adult, I, I really love it because it has just as much atmosphere and things to be festive with as Christmas does without any of the insincerity or pressure. If somebody is going all out with Halloween, they mean it. It's not because they feel like they need to. Something else I, I should add to the comments that I made earlier about the baby boomers and the people, soldiers coming back from war. Those, that baby boomer generation is also the generation where all of the universal monster movies made their way to television for the first time. And Shock that you. also influenced why Halloween was so huge back in that era as well. Yeah. I, Definitely. That's why you have so many movies set like in the late 50s, early 60s around Halloween time. Yeah. I feel like if you asked me about a movie or something, I could easily say, you know, where the start came from. I think Halloween, if I think about it, though, it, it definitely was both parents because I never really hung up the decorations. Probably uh, some of my, my brother and probably my brother is off being a douche like he always is, but... Um, <laughs> But like my sister, I as as a kid, I just remember all the decorations that were hung up, and I mean, our house was always decked out with decorations. Um, and then I think you know, um, you know, this is back in the day where you your cable box was you had to flip it to get to the twelve higher channels. Um, but Halloween time, they did start playing a lot of the cool like Universal and and Night of the Living Dead and. Um, so I think that was probably the start of it. And I, I remember in the first grade, I did a huge nerdy book report on uh, the beginning, like where Halloween came from, its roots. And we actually had a book in our school library, God bless them, of uh, like, like where it came from. Um, and I think after that, I just started getting into like horror movies and kind of like what Wilson touched on. Uh, I, I, you know, I was the weird nerdy kid bringing fango to school so halloween everybody liked what i liked and and then also you, you always got to kind of dress up and be something that you weren't so that's kind of kind of the start of it for me uh you know i didn't come from a real like horror household i mean my dad showed me the universal movies and uh abbott costello meet frankenstein um for me this really my memories are tied up with elementary school <clears throat> just because i went to a school out in the country they had the cool retro decorations. We had the Halloween parade, and that was just always really cool to me. Oh, um, yeah. But <clears throat> also, I mean, with us being kids from the late 80s, early 90s, I mean, uh, the TV Halloween specials. I mean, Simpsons doing Treehouse of Horror, Roseanne doing cool Halloween stuff. Gar like, I like, Garfield. and Garfield, absolutely. And the so, Great Pumpkin. Yep. Oh, Great Pumpkin was a big one. I, I, I to this day, will... <laughs> If I'm carving a pumpkin, the great pumpkin has to be on. And so, like, for me, um, just school made it magic somehow. And, you know, because we had cornfields all around us, and so it just had the whole feel to it. And, uh, yeah, just pop culture, just being in the well, TV. Well, and, 
and to your point as well, and I think it's probably what you're inferring with those things being on TV, that was back when there were limited channels. So everybody was watching The Great Pumpkin when it was on. Everybody was watching Garfield's Halloween special when it was on. And you go back to school the next day, and everybody's talking about it. Did you watch? You know, and so there was a very communal feel to it. And you're right. And living in the Midwest with the cornfields around us and when the corn's turning brown and just all the agriculture we have around us. So it just, it's something about fall in the Midwest. There's just something about it that's magic. It's undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, definitely the, the TV thing. Cause I remember even like, I don't think wizard of Oz played for Halloween, but like wizard of Oz, when that came on TV, that was like a, a it hit. was an event, like yeah. a Michael Jackson video premiere. Like it was a, it was a huge event. Um, but I remember too, is, uh, like even the librarian and stuff, like we would go down to the, the library for library time and they would break out scary stories. Yep. And I remember, uh, I actually tried to track it down a while back, but they even had like a record of it, which that wasn't cool in first grade. Cause it kind of scared the shit out of you. <laughs> but, um, again, the fact that they actually, you know, like parents were cool with it and teachers were cool with it cause it was Halloween and, and it humanized teachers too, because I remember even the, we had a teacher named Mr. Thacker, and in, in, in third grade, this dude, if we got too chatty, would shut us down and would say, folks, that's why the Japanese are that much further ahead of us. <laughs> like, this dude was no nonsense, and he was bald as a cue ball. And for Halloween every year, he would come in dressed as Mr. Clean. <laughs> and even, even Mr. Thacker was human. Yeah. on that day and was a good time on that one day. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember your teacher and everybody would dress up, so. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was you just reminded me with uh, talking about them reading stories. My dad used to read stuff from uh, Alfred Hitchcock storybooks to me and my sister around Halloween time. I hadn't thought about my that. My dad would just read revelations to us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about Halloween candy. What's some of your what's your favorite Halloween candy? Smarties and candy corn. Nice. Oh, I'm, I'm lying about both. Though, do you remember when they said that they put uh, there was glass and Smarties? Glass and Smarties. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Syringes. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, yeah. If you if you gave out toothpaste or candy corn, and not even you could even give a bunch of candy corn, they'd give you like two or. Uh, or like some other shit. Yeah, you were getting the you were getting the trick on like Halloween. them uh, like them little bullshit treats wrapped in black tissue paper. <laughs> yes. Oh the boy. Black and orange. You're you're lucky that my wife is not in here. You would catch her hands, boy. She loves them. Those well, there's got to be somebody. Yeah. I, who who's make who's buying them? Who's making yeah. them? The people that That's love what black licorice. <laughs> Hello. Black, hey. I love black, black jelly beans, son. Black black of licorice. If you want to know what it, it's like to kiss grandpa, uh, if you black if licorice. you gave us one of those uh, peanut butter kisses, whatever the hell they call them, in the green or orange or the black or orange wrappers, uh, you were most certainly getting revisited that night. <laughs> like I would I would throw them on your roof for starters for giving them to me. And a favorite trick was to come back and grab your bags of leaves that you had raked up <laughs> and tear them open across your lawn. 
You little was, bastard. Oh, You're a dickhead, man. Oh, this, was, this wasn't even Vinny as a kid. This was last Halloween. This was last this was last week. Uh <laughs> ages twelve to fourteen fourteen or fifteen, I was a rat bastard on Halloween. Like I I played the trick side of things as well. I never egged anybody's house. But I did soap, toilet paper, and I smashed the shit out of countless pumpkins. My favorite thing was to steal them right from under your nose. Were you the asshole kid in Trick or Treat? Yeah, right. <laughs> Thurman Merman's character. I've enjoyed all sides of Halloween, boys. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I always, let's see. Of course, I always like getting chocolate. Ch chocolate was a big deal to get. Uh, when I was a kid, I loved getting those uh, wax lips. Or wax fangs. Do you remember those from back love, in the day? I used to love those. Man, I loved getting those when I was a kid. Um, they were nasty, but those were fun. But for some reason, I thought they were good or cool. Like, like I, the, I don't know. Almost like the gum in the uh, pack of cards. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ugh. My favorite is still the same as it was when I was a little kid. It's all about the Reese Cups. I don't care well, what kind they fair. are. If it's the little kind, if it's Halloween shaped, I don't give That's a shit. Fair. I love. Can it. we can we talk about this dirty trick? Cups, when they check your candy, they'd be like, "Mom well, tax." Suspect. Yeah. <laughs> they uh they pulled a recent bullshit lately where fun size is no longer what you get when you buy bags. It's snack size, which is half the size of fun size, is what they sell as Halloween candy now. What a, a rip off! I get, uh, imagine being kid, and that's another thing. I need to plead with people here who give out candy. Quit buying cheap-ass candy, everybody. Kids can only get so many Smarties and Jawbreakers and Everlasting Gobstoppers. Open your wallets and go buy some chocolate for these kids. I buy shitloads of candy, and I buy all chocolate. All killer, no filler, because everybody <laughs> else is so chintzy with these kids. I'll, I'll tell I buy full-size candy bars. Ooh. Then I have I have a bag of like smaller it's still decent candy, but it's smaller stuff because if a kid comes up, obviously I'm not gonna turn them away. But if your ass ain't dressed up, you're getting the bad candy. And well here's <laughs> here's the thing. If they come up to my house and they've got no costume, and now depending on the age, if you're grown and you walk up to my house with no costume, hit the bricks. If you're a kid and you walk up to my house with no costume, I'm not going to shame you because I don't know what your situation is. But that's why I buy vampire fangs and toss them into my treats, and I make it very obvious when I'm handing the candy to them that that is in my hand as it goes into their bag. So that they get, after they leave, they can pull those out and put them in, and at least they've got something. I Listen to Bernie Sanders over here. I was going to say, I uh... <laughs> I, I, similar, if they're not dressed in costume, I slip in an Obama mask for them to put that on uh, to finish the night. <laughs> I had, I had a, a guy roll up to my, my, I don't give a shit if you're 57. As long as you're wearing a costume, I don't care how Oh, that's my role. If you're in a costume, you could be the lady from Titanic. And I'm like, here's a candy bar. Awesome. I had a guy walk up to me, and he had to be every bit of my age. And he had some face paint on like a zombie. It looked like he had applied it with a paintball gun. But he comes up. He was actually just a juggalo. And he says, trick or treat. Whoop, whoop. And so I throw the candy in. And he goes, thanks, big doll. He turns around and walks off. And it was 
top 10 favorite Halloween handing out candy moments of my life. My <laughs> top two was the, the four-year-old kid who got out of his parents' car and he was dressed as the Flash. He took three running steps and fell on his face. And <laughs> I laughed my ass off. So a couple years ago, we were handing out candy here. And uh, there was parents and a little girl. And they walk up, and I've always got some music playing. And Freaks Come Out at Night was playing, because that's on my Halloween playlist. <laughs> and the dad was like, oh, oh, no shit. You, you like you like this song? I'm like, yeah, man. I like Houdini. And he's like, oh, you know this Houdini? That's right. He's like, man, was you in high school back around, like, 1985? <laughs> and I was like, no, I was not. So, no, I do <laughs> age like shit, sir. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we were going to the skate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, clearly he was older than me. Like, he, he had gone to high school in 1985. He's like, oh, right on, man. You got good taste in music. And he was like, yeah, shit, trick or treat. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> hey, I was Abner, like, how, many, how many pieces of candy do you give to each trick or treater? Uh, well, you know, if, if I were entirely running the show, it would be one. But Carrie. <laughs> Carrie one. And you're talking a snack size. <laughs> Snack size is one Tootsie Pop. <laughs> Carrie, that one Tootsie Roll to each kid. What What I like is the social experiment that Carrie, my wife, engages in, and that she says, all right, take your pick, and she holds, like, the bag out for them. And so it's fun that you'll see some kids grab one, you'll see some kids grab a handful, then you see some kids just be like, <laughs> grabbing handfuls, and you're like, all right, you got enough. Save some for everybody else. I but, have one of those. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, my favorite candy, uh, I'm with Professor Reese's. I've always been a Reese's guy, and now I love that they make the Reese's eggs. Uh, as a kid, anything that was uh, caramel, because y'all pronounce it caramel, but we call it caramel here in the middle. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but uh, sugar daddies, sugar babies, all the little caramel treats. Bit of um, honey. All the, all the inappropriate candy. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, the fruit-flavored Tootsie Rolls. Those are my mm. favorite as a kid. Bold choice. <laughs> I, uh, I have one of those big plastic witches, black witches cauldron that I fill up with my Halloween candy, right? But I'll buy, I started buying two bags of 12 now instead of just the one of popcorn balls. And those are specifically for the kids. For the senior at, citizens who come. <laughs> specifically for the kid who will say, can I have a popcorn ball? Yes, sir, you can. But I buy two packs of 12. One of them is for me. One popcorn ball is for me. But the rest of them is only for the kids who request them personally. I will say, uh, thing is, I was going to say, when I, when I, uh, if an adult comes up with their kid and they are in costume, I make sure that I give them candy. And I feel like the last few, because I'm like, first off, how cool of you to dress up with your kid and take them out trick-or-treating. But uh, I also get really nerdy the last couple of years, and I've made goulash so if i know you i'm like i have some uh apple booze and and goulash and uh and that's just for the kids so <laughs> <laughs> i've uh i've been thinking about this year something i've always wanted to do is just set a little table out at the front of the house with a baseball glove on it and then they have to catch candy apples that i throw at them full speed <laughs> i don't care what your age is <laughs> And then they have to sanitize the glove before they put it back down. <laughs> yes. Got to be responsible. I, I, uh, I did see, because uh, I see people talking about canceling. First of all, you cannot cancel Halloween. You can cancel trick-or-treat, although. It's not. They can say they're going to do that, 
But I'm, I'm doing it that's at my the house. One holiday everybody wears a mask anyway. That's what I said. But I did see a I did see a picture that somebody had on Facebook, and it is a it was a big staircase, and it had like a like a pipe that they PBC made. PVC pipe. Yeah. yeah, and it's like a the the first uh, first yeah Halloween trick or treating with the virus. <laughs> Just put it in a shoot down like to their back. Shoot. I'm down with it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, like I will not cancel. Last Valley year, it Valley. actually started snowing. And I didn't cancel. And actually, there's a lot of kids that still came through. Like they were, they were troopers. So I made sure they got uh, extra stuff. So like goulash, warm them up. <laughs> yes. I don't even. I don't even have bowls. I put it in their bags. <laughs> Tom's got a ladle and he just scoops it into their bag. <laughs> uh, all right. So from candy to other seasonal treats, uh, we got we got we've been we've been rambling quite a while. We've got a lightning round. Some of this. Um, other seasonal treats. I'm big on. I can't remember. It's Little Debbie, your hostess. They make pumpkin delights, and they're it's Little Debbie. Little, all right, thank you for the clarity, <laughs> Professor. Are you a fan of the pumpkin delights as well? I, I am, and they also make uh, these like autumn rolls. Little bastards are wonderful. <laughs> so I am a big pumpkin delight guy. I uh, I've got to have at least one caramel apple. <laughs> nice. Uh, in the fall slash Halloween time, yeah. I have to have at least one caramel apple. We used, we used to always – I now I just buy them from the store, but we definitely used to – like, my sister's nine years older than me, so, like, it was fun to, to make that kind of stuff. But I would say uh, i probably just incorporating fall with Halloween, but uh, apple cider and then the, the candy apples, like, those are, are a must. Yeah, I love I – I love to have at least one cup of hot cider as well. Yep. Uh, there's an orchard nearby that does apple donuts, and those are phenomenal. And so I always got to make sure I get some of those. One of our local orchards, they do uh, cider slushies, which are Ooh, yeah. pretty damn yep. good. Yeah. Also, they have a corn maze uh, going on. So probably not this year because, you know, uh, apparently getting lost in a maze, you can't social distance. So I like to put on some leggings, go get a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Man, those yeah, things are delicious. I'm only joking, but they're they're pretty damn good. They are tasty, but I prefer the frozen ones you can get at Dunkin' Donuts better. Mmm. So consider that. Because, you know, most of October is still in the 80s. Uh, and so consider that. Yeah. Um, well, we, what do you guys think? You want to hit haunts real quick? Anything? Yeah, about that was what was on my mind. Yeah, let's hit that, and then we'll wrap this thing up here. Um. I I grew up working at a couple different haunts, so haunts have always been pretty important to me. I worked at one in Richmond called Fuzzy's Freak Show, and that was fun. And uh, even though I wouldn't visit, I would never visit one. Like, let's make that clear. Until I became an adult, I would never visit a haunted house because I was too scared. <laughs> but I would work in them. Had no problem doing that. Uh, and then as an adult, of course, uh, our good friend of the show, Brian Blair, does a wonderful one called Scarevania that uh, Vinny works in pretty regularly, and I That's go right. at least once or twice a month to be a part of. And then I just got to give a big shout-out to the Haunted Cave in Lewisburg, Ohio, and uh, just a favorite of mine. But my earliest memory of a haunt is my parents thought they could take me one at like five or six, and a dude chased us out of there with a chainsaw, and I went catatonic. Like, just, <laughs> my father had to carry me as I was just like... Was that in town? Yep. Was that the old, where the police station is? The old steel factory? That was, that was JC's. That's, I remember I made it through one year, and they would take me down there 
past that. The JCs. Like, nope. uh, John Wayne Gacy was a member of the JCs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't and he? Yeah. When I when I worked for Fuzzy's Freak Show, Fuzzy's Freak Show was from the JCs. So it was after this one they did it, an old steel foundry. So it was wow. already a dirty, disgusting old factory. So you didn't have to do much work, but so it scared you bad too. As a, as oh yeah, the, I, well I remember the the thing I remember most. One, you're standing in line, you're just hearing everybody screaming. So you're like, oh shit, what am I getting into? And I just remember this one place where they would go all out. Like they had to have like fifty people that worked in this thing. And I remember uh, like it was around Return of the Living Dead, but they had a whole zombie thing. You had to walk. All that was up was these barricades, and it was all these fucking zombies. So I remember you walk through there, and then the next place was this hallway, and I think that Satan was getting ready to come get your ass, and I was done. I was like, I checked out. And um, as an adult, I'll tell you, when the chainsaws start up, it's time for me to go. <laughs> so uh, last one that, the last one that I went in, other than Scarvania, that, uh, where I just went in with no association, was maybe the orchard uh, in New Paris was doing it for a while. And uh, the very end, I started laughing because the group I was with was freaking out. And uh, this is right after I filled up Michael Myers because uh, I was leading. I was trying to walk through the dark and feel things. So uh, I just remember Michael Myers going, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so did, the question is, you felt the shape. I did. <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> So uh, I get to the end of the, the place and uh, – the chainsaw start and all of them book and they shove me down and there's all this base, uh, the, the bells of hay. And instantly I started having like a um, allergy, like asthma attack at the end of this fucking haunted house that they pushed me down where I couldn't even breathe and, and took off. So that's uh, I think the last one I went through. I was going to say really quickly for those listening at home, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, I mean, the JCs were big for haunted houses. Haunted houses started, uh, you know, they kind of got their start with traveling carnivals during the depression and they couldn't afford to make rides, but you could make a haunted house and that was really easy. But then it really got taken over by uh, nonprofits. And so the JCs would do haunted houses as the fundraisers. And even um, it was campus life and an old uh Christian ministry on, on college campuses would do haunted houses as fundraisers. So all of the tropes that you know from um, haunted houses that are like just kind of the fun, silly tropes come from those early days when they were fundraisers for nonprofits. Fun fact. My dad, there's a, a little old haunted house where these uh, famous recipe is from McDonald's on Main Street. And uh, Sammy Terry was there in town. And this is, again, the same point where I was like, nope. <laughs> Samuel Terrence. <laughs> so I was terrified knowing Sammy Terry was uh, in my town that night. For those of you who don't know, Sammy Terry was a local and still is a horror movie host from Indiana. Started in 1962, was on a weekly television program all the way through the 80s. Terrifying to many Hoosier kids. Uh, growing up, my dad would always tell stories. He worked at a haunted house for uh, Campus Life Ministries when he was a teenager. Uh, so he would always tell these stories. And when I was about nine or ten, there was a haunted house in this very small town that I grew up in. And I begged my mom and dad to take me and my cousin, who's two years older than me, to this thing. Begged and begged and begged. And finally they took us. And I remember getting about a quarter of the way through before my mom carried me through the rest of it. <laughs> Came out of the other end, up in my mom's arms, 
terrified. I remember coming, you had, there was a spot you had to crawl on your hands and knees through. And when you came through, it was a scene that looked like a living room with a old tube style television on static. For those of you old enough to remember that. Uh, and Freddy Krueger was on the couch on top of a woman with his claw stabbing her. And oh, that boy. It. That was in game, boy. I was terrified. Uh, fast forward to me being 13 or 14 years old. I then worked at that haunted house. I was a, I got him embarrassed to even say it. I was wearing platform shoes and came out as the Terminator, <laughs> <laughs> complete with light up eye and cybernetic face. But can you imagine a fucking 14 year old coming out at you dressed as the goddamn Terminator. But, uh, and those, those platforms got you up to 5'6". Did you, six. Did you got look, me up to 5'6 at the time, you, yes. Did you look more like Small Wonder than the Terminator? I looked more like John Connor than I did the Terminator. Uh, so, and then, of course, uh, grew up and 10 years ago became friends with Brian Blair in Muncie, Indiana, who ran Scarevania Haunted House, uh, Sammy Terry connection. I was trying to book a fundraiser for local animal rescue and was talking to them about having Sammy Terry come in and Brian's wife worked there. That's how I met him. And every year since then, I have worked at the haunted house. So I don't get to go to a lot of Halloween parties. I don't get to go enjoy other haunted houses. And then, of course, this year is COVID. And after 13 years, there will be no Scarevania this year uh, and not many other haunted attractions for that matter. So it's kind of an odd year for it, but uh, I've never really gotten to go enjoy haunted houses, but I've worked at haunted houses for quite a bit, haunted attractions, if you will. I forgot to mention that uh, the Children's Museum I used to work at, I was a director of education, and uh, we had to volunteer on the weekends for the haunted house because it was our big fundraiser, and Professor came and helped me uh, be the ticket booth one night. But uh, some nights we wouldn't have enough volunteers, and I'd have to go sit in the dark all night and play Leatherface, and I begin to really sympathize with the Leatherface character. <laughs> you got to tell that story about Which Gunner one? Hansen. Oh, yeah, when I told Gunner Hansen that, I said, hey, uh, man, after playing Leatherface at a haunted house and sitting in the dark with screams and all sorts of shit going on, I kind of got to understand the guy and knew where he was coming from. And Gunner Hansen said, you know what, me too. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the first October in a decade. I've always loved the environment of haunts but never been big on going through them um i've i have a deathly fear of snakes and they more <laughs> more than usually are at those uh one of the first ones i ever attended was in richmond i want to say it was by the old firestone tire building in front of the movie theater where you had to crawl over these glass cases with these huge ass snakes in them not cool so that was an old Sears Automotive that they did turn into the Halloween it, shop and haunted house. I was gonna say, I okay, that. so yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Scared the shit out of me. I mean, like I actually held up the 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 whole flow of things because, like, I was all, all but in tears. Like, I didn't want to do it, and I was pretty little at that point. And needless to say, didn't attend any more for a number of years. Uh, but hell, I even remember going to the cave one um, on a double date. And a guy coming out, and I, I fell down because he was walking right by me with this huge ass snake wrapped around him. I was, and I'm just like, I already got anxiety issues, and I just I don't like being put in tight quarters where I can't see or people screwing with me. So I love the environment, but like I, that's why it was a perfect fit for me helping with tickets. Like I like being there, but I don't like going through them. The same cousin who went through 
the time I had to be carried through, he's never been to a haunted house since. <laughs> and it's because he has an irrational fear that there could be somebody in there who's not a worker. Serial I've always said that. Who could kill you, you know. Yeah. That, that, so he won't go that. in them. He won't go in them. Yeah, One time, you, by design, have your guard down. Yeah. <laughs> one time, one time, professor went with me, and I took my college students to a like a haunted cornfield, and oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we had to do this thing where you push through like the black tarp that's like pushed in on you. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we were all pretty freaked out by that, but we got out past that, and all of a sudden we were in this corn, and it was like some corn that wasn't producing uh, cobs, so it was just growing really tall. And it was like ten feet tall, and someone was bulletproof. Like, yes, exactly, Travis Tripp. And someone was like, "Dang, how did this corn get so tall?" I said, "Did the corn grow, or did we shrink?" <laughs> <laughs> this will be the first time in ten years I've not worked on a haunt every weekend in October. So this is the first time I've had every single weekend available to me coming up, and I'm be honest with you, kind of looking forward to it. I was gonna yeah. say, so. Uh, I keep hearing, I've seen friends post that they're not doing anything this year. So I'll just, uh, with everything going on, because I'm, I'm definitely still doing stuff. I was just wondering if there's like maybe some new traditions or, or something planning this year a little differently that, uh, because of all the stuff go, obviously big Halloween parties probably aren't going to happen. And a lot of the haunts are a lot of bar parties, but things like that. It's going to be a different year for it, but, you know, they do all of these Christmas specials about how, you know, Christmas isn't going to happen this year. Wait, Christmas was inside of us all along. That's how I feel about Halloween. That's what we're going to yeah, do. Like, yeah. For instance, on the weekends, I'm going to pick random places around town like gas stations and scare the living shit out of strangers. <laughs> I'm going to hide in gas station bathrooms. <laughs> And drop teeth over the top of the skull when somebody's pooping. <laughs> Rain teeth down. I always feel like I, I don't always get to watch all the stuff I want to every year, so I'm looking forward to that. And AMC Fear Fest is actually starting the 1st of October instead of the 15th. Their lineup looks pretty good this year, too. Hmm. All right. Well, we have carried on for at least an hour and a half talking about Halloween and why it's special to us. And Obviously not a subject that we like. Yes, you can tell we don't like it one bit, kind of like seasonal horror. And so uh, just <laughs> glad glad to talk about this stuff. Lots of fun to, to hear some stories I have heard, but also to hear, especially to hear the ones I haven't heard. So uh, Keep your eyes up. open for some uh, pictures of us from Halloween's past. Yep, watch the Facebook yes. page, the Instagram page, and heck, send us some of yours. We'd like to see some of your childhood uh, uh, costumes so we could see what sort of fun stuff you were doing as a kid with your costumes. And so maybe we'll do a call out like that on Facebook. Like we'll put up some of ours and say, add yours in the comments. Um, if we Comments if you, only. We, we don't want DMs. Yeah, <laughs> right. Especially with childhood costume pictures, it's just yes. strange. You can so, send you can send the adult ones. <laughs> you can send those directly to hot toddy straight at gmail.com. Um, so uh, you, know, you know, I don't have Gmail. It's AOL. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find him on his Angel Fire website. So uh, signing off, I am one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by Vetter Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny. Hot toddy. Stay scary.